Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, here with the only two brothers that put the twins in twinovation. Put the mole in Moleville. Twinnebago. <laughs> Michael and Jason Petrop. What's up, boys? What's going on, Tim? Killing, killing. A little, a little upset about our quasi-Titans fandom. Um Coming True. to an end this weekend. But. It was a close game, man. It was a close game. It, it sucks when uh, when an interception, a tipped interception at the end ends it, especially, I don't know if you saw the the replay, but did you see how open A.J. Brown was on that play? No, but that would have hit Cleve Freeman right in the chest if he didn't fall. And, I mean, he got tipped, too. Don't forget, he got tipped at the line. And, but A.J. Brown had beat his man and had like three steps on him on a streak to the end zone. He does All that right. a lot. That hurts. That hurts a little more. It's AJ Brown. Kind of he he started the game dominating and then he kind of went away. But anyway, look at this. We can't he stop. He side one time because of his ankle. That ankle has been bothering him for weeks, if not months, and he's still been an absolute monster. Yeah, we can't stop. Let's not talk about football yet. But this is the intro. Um, BrotoFantasy.com for everything BrotoFantasy. Patreon.com/slash/BrotoFantasy if you want some extra episodes. The Broto Fantasy Football Podcast begins now. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. You like how I snuck in the uh, little quick plugs there at the end? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, visit us. We lit. Um, but seriously, if you are still listening, thank you very much. Um We've reached a lot of milestones this year, and another milestone that we are reaching is that uh, the people are staying with us um, throughout the offseason this this year, and we absolutely thank you for that. Thank you for all your support. Um, to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast, to BrotoFantasy.com, we have a bunch of fun things scheduled for you in this offseason. Um, and if we help to win a championship this year, we have another fun thing scheduled. It is going to fantasy, uh, PartyBelts.com. And using the promo code BRODO to get 15% off a fantasy championship belt that is completely customizable, big, but not obnoxious. Dope, but not gaudy. It's like the perfect type of belt that's not going to break the bank and it still looks great. Completely customizable. You can put your league's logo. You can put your league's name. You can put your league mates' names crossed out if you want. You can do whatever you want on that thing. And it is for a fraction of the price than these ones that look like a WWE championship that like not for nothing. I'm not 12. I don't want a WWE championship belt. I want a fantasy football championship belt and I want it from partybelts.com. And if you want to keep playing fantasy, Michael, why don't you tell them about thrive fantasy? Yeah. Thrive fantasy app or thrive fantasy.com uh, code Broto 20 B R O T O two zero. will get you a match on your deposit anywhere from, uh, twenty to fifty dollars. Well, it'll give you twenty dollars if you deposit anywhere from twenty to fifty dollars. It is DFS, but it is not the salary cap style typical DraftKings FanDuel DFS. It is prop style DFS where you guess over and under on yards, touchdowns, uh, things of that sort. And there's multiple games, single game plays. Put in an entry. If you score the most points, you get certain points based on the props as well uh, and the likelihood of hitting. If you score the most, you win some cash. We've all had some success on there already, so give it a shot. Broto20 is the code. B-R-O-T-O-2-0. 
All right, with that being said, we have one of our favorite episodes, always a fan favorite episode of the offseason. It is the bet review episode where we go over our bets for the entire season to see which one of us came in first place. So far, Michael is the defending champ two years running. That's right. 2 and 0 in the two years. Um uh, last year I came close. The first the first year Michael completely destroyed left me and Jason in his wake. The first year will never be repeated, I don't think. By anyone. Other domination. Yeah, it was it was domination. Well, that's cuz the first year Michael was a giant There we go. Giant <laughs> giant word that I don't want to say. And he just wouldn't make bets that weren't slam dunks. And you know what? We uh-huh. made fun of him for it. And then it got closer last year. And I hope he goes down this year. Jason's acting like I didn't have more bets than him that year, too. Like, oh, I have an idea. Oh, so, he doesn't explain because he's been in last each of the two years. I was about to say, so as you all know, I'm in law school. So I miss some episodes in the middle of the season. And I always wind up with less bets. So we're doing the winner based on win-loss ratio, not necessarily winning percentage. Um, Winning percentage. Oh, we're doing it on winning percentage. I said win loss Not- ratio. What are you? What are you in fourth grade? <laughs> That's what winning percentage is. I know. So uh, for fourth graders, WLR win loss ratio. That person could be MVP, and then the person who wins the most bets, probably Michael or Tim, will be offensive player of the Brodo. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what the hell? I, you just spent a minute of wasting <laughs> like everyone's time, like so so much. It was kind of. He's we're never going to get that minute back. Again. We lost it to you. And he's going to end in last again, which is what the best part about <laughs> it. Um, so, but before we get into the, the bets, we do want to kind of go over some of the big news stories of the day um, around the league. And then we want to go over a little bit what happened last week in the playoffs. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. Uh, let's get into this first headline. Dan Quinn hired... As the Falcons, I mean, as the Cowboys defensive coordinator after Mike Nolan was fired, he had been the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons uh, for, I think, five years, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Sounds about right. Yeah. So uh, he goes back to his original spot, his defensive coordinator. He was last defensive coordinator with the Super Bowl champ, uh, Seattle Seahawks. So um, Dan Quinn going back to his roots in Dallas. Yeah. He was the leader of the uh, Legion of Boom. And it looks like the Cowboys are just trying to find coaches and hoping they return to their glory days, similar to what they did with Mike McCarthy at the head coach position. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know how, how to feel about it. The Falcons' defense has been absolutely atrocious under Dan Quinn. I know he was the head coach, but still, he obviously had some say in the defense if this guy got a head coaching position because of how good of a defensive coordinator he was. And then Raheem Morris takes over, and that defense becomes way better so it's I, I don't know how to feel about it it's not like that defense could really get worse so even if there's a slight increase in defensive output people might say oh Dan Quinn's doing a good job I guess time will tell we're gonna have to I'm gonna have to study Dan Quinn a little bit more but just off the bat it seems like a strange hire um I don't know what the, sorry but I don't know what the obsession is with teams just recycling coaches that do bad it just I mean it doesn't it Usually, when these things go down and there's bad defense, the good defensive coordinators that become that become uh what do you call head coaches, then go back to defensive coordinator. It usually works out. Like I could think of some off the top of my head. You have in Chicago, Todd Bowles, Todd Bowles in in with the Bucks. You have in Chicago. You have a what's his, the former Colts coach that's now a defensive coordinator there. Um, there's there's a there's a bunch. Of of examples that you could think of, Gus Bradley with the Chargers, who always has a perennial top 
top team. So there's a, there's a lot of head coach recycles that go back. And I get it. You know, this it's not like the guy can't coach. He's just he just failed at head coach. He's still a good coach. So I, I like the hire, especially because Mike Nolan was directly at fault for misusing his personnel this year. Like, the Cowboys' defense has been very good the past two years, and I know they lost a couple key pieces. Yeah, very, very good is a, is a stretch. They were very good the last couple years, bro. You got to remember, Demarcus Lawrence led the league in sacks a couple years ago. They had they had a great secondary. They, they, were, they were a formidable defense for a while. Now they got passed on a lot because the offense was so was so high high scoring, but that kind of like in the in the way the Titans <clears throat> excuse me, the Titans this year, their defense kind of looked worse because teams were always coming back and throwing against them. Uh so like if you look at their splits, the Titans terrible against the pass, really good against the run. Well, not quite. The Titans were scoring a lot of points, so people were passing against them and that's kind of what skewed the the stats. And I think that's you see that, you know, all over the place. And it, I like I don't know. I like the move for Dallas. Personally. I mean, they did like they lost personnel too. Byron Jones went over to Miami and yeah, they lost personnel. Miami's a very good defense now. Yeah, so. yeah that's very yeah, Van Der Esch and Sean Lee can never stay healthy either. Van Der Esch, that, Yeah, how do they draft the same person? Yeah. <laughs> Let's hurry up, go and draft Lee again. Go and draft Lee. And then they both got hurt. And yeah. The thing is that they're nice, both of them. Like I I mean Sean Lee had his day is well in the past, but in general, yeah, well, when when, when Lee was healthy and at his best, he was he was a star. He was a very very good line linebacker. But yeah, those days have passed. Yeah, those days are over. Um, there's obviously big head coaching news. I'm gonna get to that in a second because we got another coordinator move. Your guy's favorite guy, offensive coordinator Brian Schottenheimer. P. Yeah. Carroll says he will be back next yeah. season. Um, Pete Carroll also said they have to focus on running the ball more in 2021. Yeah, free Russell Wilson, man. Jeez they both got to go, man. Yo, how do you fucking suck so much for eight-plus games with Russ, DK, Lockett, Carson? Come on, man. Like, Not- no. No. You need to try to be that bad. Do, do, let you. Me, do you know who... Do you know, we like Michael Salfino, and he tweeted something today. Michael Salfino tweeted, he's like, this Seahawks team has Houston Texans written all over them because they're overpaid. They're They're cash-strapped right now. They cannot make any moves. They traded away their draft picks. They have a old coach that seems to be very much in his ways, an offensive coordinator that's not using the personnel correctly. Very Houston Texany going on in Seattle. And this is a franchise that, you know, has been up there as one of the model franchises in the NFL. So it's going to be interesting to see 2021 how this all comes together because early in the season when they were letting Russ cook, Brian, Brian Schottenheimer was one on my list of people I wanted to be head coach for the New York Jets. And we called you an idiot. Yes, we did. Well, if if Brian Schottenheimer can make a complete, like, if he can make a great running offense one year and then turn around and just make a great passing offense the next year, then that's something to look at. The problem is he didn't. It was a flash in the pan, and, you know, it never, it it never seemed out. to work out. Yeah, it got figured out. Did you so. see what... Tyler Lockett said he basically shit on Brian Schottenheimer. Really? What did he say? Yeah, he was just talking about scheme. He's like, teams watched in the beginning of the season. Teams didn't know we'd be a passing team, and they didn't know how to guard us. And then they watched some film, realized what we were doing, and we couldn't do anything um, different. And they just knew what we were gonna do. And he said that. Yeah. In 
different words, but yeah. As a result of bad coaching. Shit, yeah. Speaking of bad coaching, I think in the surprise move, although this is this was in the works for a little while, Doug Peterson, despite uh, his Super Bowl win not too long ago, despite being 42-37-1 in the regular se- season, despite a four-win season this season, he's fired as head coach. And from reports, it's because of the quarterback situation. Jeffrey Lurie, the owner, sided with the quarterback that he's paying $120 million to, not his head coach. He sided with giving Carson Wentz the keys and giving him a second chance at running this franchise instead of the coach who helped the franchise uh, win a Super Bowl. Now, it should be noted that this offense has not been the same since Frank Reich kind of jumped ship to go to be the head coach of the Colts. So there is something to be said about that, but Doug Peterson has been a winner. Um, He comes from the Andy Reid tree. His name has been linked, of course, to the Jets head coaching vacancy because Joe Douglas was the assistant GM in Philadelphia. So the question is, what now? I'm going to start with the Eagles side. If you're the Eagles, you've now committed to Carson Wentz, but you've got Jalen Hurts on the bench. And we all know what happens when you're, number one, you're in Philly. So the fans are already crazy. Number two, you have a guy on the bench that came in and won some games and played really well for you this year and is more um, more Carson Wentz than Carson Wentz is right now because Carson Wentz came into the league as this running quarterback with a great arm, and that's kind of what Jalen Hurts is because Carson Wentz can't really run anymore. So the question is, how do they go on from here? What would be your choice if you were the... If you were the um... Is there anything specific that makes you think that Peterson leaving means Wentz is the guy. Um, that's what that's what they say in the reports. One report uh, says Jeffrey Lurie decided. Uh, this is from P- Tom Pelissaro. Uh, he's an NFL reporter on Twitter. Jeffrey Lurie deci- sided with writing Wentz over keeping Peterson after five seasons. Uh, Wentz's relationship with Peterson was reportedly fractured beyond repair. So he sees this a- a- anyway mm. as a choice Wentz over Peterson. You know, I've seen a lot of smart people uh, like JK, JJ Zacharyson, for example, on Twitter saying everyone's saying they can't wait for Miles Sanders this year now when he was already getting 80% of the touches with Peterson. And it's like, that's that's why we made true values. Like, I know it's a running back and not a receiver, but they're just not taking into consideration efficiency. Like, Miles Sanders doesn't need 80% of touches from a trash in a trash offense, give him seventy percent of offense off seventy percent of the touches in a good offense, and I guarantee you the results are way better. Like there's a difference between oh he's gonna get you think he's gonna get more volume. Like so what if he doesn't get eighty percent of the touches next year? He doesn't need that. It was one of the most vanilla offenses I've ever seen this year, yo. Every time I watch an Eagles game, I was mad. They did not use Miles Sanders in the passing game. Every time they handed it off to him, he just would run up the middle. Like, if he didn't break out a few 80-yard runs, he would have had a terrible year. And he did that because he's a talented player. So I, it's just crazy to me that people think Miles Sanders doesn't get an upgrade here uh, with Peterson gone. And I think the if I'm the Eagles, I'm looking for a younger, more innovative offensive mind to be the head coach. 
Twitter that defense has for. been that defense isn't terrible, dude. That defense has been decent for a few years now. They're one of the best run defenses in the game. Just they gotta get that offense going. Michael, if you had a choice right now, Doug Peterson's out there, couple hot, uh, couple hot coordinators. Who's your number one choice for head coach right now? If you, Brian, were- I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go with Brian Dable because I mean, what he's done with Josh Allen is not something that happens every day. I mean, Josh Allen his rookie year looked like, oof, I don't know if this is gonna work out. The dude is ridiculously inaccurate. That offense is eh. Second year to okay, he's getting slightly better. Still needs work to do. Third year explosion, and that's what you want to see. Like that, they've they've been hand in hand since Allen's rookie year, and look at what the Bills are doing this year. Like clearly, he has a lot to do with that offense. I also love the fact that he's such a pass heavy guy this year, um, in an offense that's typically run first. So I'm I'm all aboard the that train. I agree. With I think coach. I think Brian Dayball is my number one pick for head coach right now. Yeah, I, hope I agree. Yes. Something that concerns me about Doug Peterson is isn't even his coaching. It has to do with the draft. He he specifically said he went Rager over um, Justin Jefferson because he felt that Rager was a better fit to the Eagles scheme. Uh, like and that. I just think it's really dumb. Yeah, it's really dumb. Like you don't know what your team's gonna look like tomorrow. You don't know what it's gonna look like two years from now. Pick the best players. Yeah. Anyone. It's the same reason why you know Henry Ruggs is on the Raiders right now. It yeah, such a joke. Doesn't make much yeah. sense. Um, the third best receiver on his own college team. Speaking of not knowing how to draft, not fourth. I mean, Devontae Smith, Waddle, and Judy. Smith yeah, and Waddle could be better than Rugs. Uh, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, uh, and Irv Smith, maybe the fifth best in a couple of years. <laughs> man, speaking of that, the the national championship game's on right now. No, we're oh, not usually oh, card. Right. We're not usually college guys, but I'm I'm I want to see Justin Fields play. Um, Jim Caldwell. Is the buzz is building in league circles that the Texans could hire ex Lions coach Jim Caldwell to replace Bill O'Brien? If you can replace Bill O'Brien with the most Bill O'Brien y Bill O'Brien guy, who would it be? It would be Jim Caldwell. Or Marvin Lewis. Or Marvin Lewis. Like it's kinda it's kinda telling though, because that no one wants to be part of this organization, despite the fact that Deshaun Watson is part of this organization. It, is that what it means, or does it just mean they're dumb? It, yeah. That's what it could mean. And that's they're it. in such a bad spot. And anyone who thinks the Texans should sh- trade Watson for Tua, yo, we all saw Tua play this year. Let's not act like he looks like a future star in the making. I mean, yes, he has time to turn it around, but he had a very, very bad rookie season. There's no other way to put it. They babied like, him. They didn't. They babied him. And there's got to be a reason why they babied him. But that's what I mean. That's that's the narrative. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, would come in and start slinging it. Like, dude, they clearly I mean, didn't trust him to do it. He ended up with 11 touchdowns and five interceptions. I agree. I'm not a Tua guy, but to say really, really bad, like, come on. It was a really, really bad rookie season. You're not going to convince yeah, me otherwise. But anyways, yeah. I, if I'm the Jets, um, I'm absolutely calling the Texans. And like, what do you want for Watson? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't they take the second overall pick, the 18th? What is it? Or the 24th overall pick we have this year? Yeah. Why not take 23rd, those two? 23rd. Or the t- yeah, so why not take those two picks for Deshaun Watson? I bet you the Texans end up calling Jeff Fisher, too. <laughs> that would be amazing. Jeff Fisher. I love Jeff Fisher now, though. He goes, he plays with himself so, wow, that was a good thing to say. <laughs> he, <laughs> he, he makes himself the butt of the joke. That's a better way to put I mean, it. He all had the his time, time on Twitter. Coach. It's great. He had it's his great. time. 
Yeah. Um, the 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 the, <laughs> the Mount Rushmore of mediocre coaching should be Jeff Fisher, uh, Jim, Marvin Lewis, Marvin Lewis, Jim Caldwell, and Hugh Jackson. Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. Hugh Jackson. Nah, yeah. I would even put Bill O'Brien. Like that. He doesn't even deserve to be up there. He he's uh, Mount Rushmore. No, you're right. I thought you were just naming bad. No, nah, I mean he's yeah, too he's bad too for bad. he's too bad for Mount Rushmore. He he's he's a bad GM too. Um, so we're one of the, our favorite episodes in the off seasons, we're going to have like a free agent wish list where we're going to put the free agents on different teams. And one of the guys that we're going to be, unless he gets franchised, one of the guys that we're going to be talking about a lot is Alan Robinson, uh, because he could change a lot of things. He is that kind of guy, uh, only 27 years old. So he still has a good, a couple good years. And he said, someone asked him about free agency and he said, right now, everything is pretty much on the table. Um, how are we feeling about this? Where would you want to see right off the bat? Where would you want to see Allen Robinson go? I know you, I before, know what your first answer is going to be, honestly. Before we answer, um, I asked this question on Twitter today. So I want to tell you what some of the people have said. We've received New England. Bleh. What? Raiders. Makes sense. Miami. Makes sense. Um, New Orleans. That would be interesting. Uh, Arizona. Colts. 49ers, Baltimore. None of these teams uh, yell out to me, great fit. Where I would love to see Allen Robinson end up, you're you're not going to be surprised by this answer. The Jets. The Tennessee Titans. Oh, I thought the Jets. Dude, Corey Davis is out the door. Overrated McGee. They obviously need someone else on the other side of A.J. Brown. Khalif Raymond fell on the floor, and then uh, surnamed Westbrook oh, couldn't okay. do shit yesterday. Her name Westbrook. <laughs> what the fuck? So I don't I don't remember his first name. Akina Westbrook. Akina Westbrook. Yeah. Surname Westbrook. <laughs> I thought you said Sir, like is that like a Russian guy? Sergey Westbrook. <laughs> Sergey. Dude, Tannehill with Henry behind him and Brown and A Rob on the outsides, shore up the defense a little bit, and that's a Super Bowl team. Now I want the Jets to sign either Galladay or A Rob. Uh, Allen Robin- Robinson is an underrated talent in this league. He's a very good receiver. He's a very, very, very good receiver. I mean, we. I mean, look at what happened with Josh Allen, man. They got Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs led the huh. league in reception yards. Saints defensive back coach Aaron Glenn interviewed with the Jets for the team's head coaching vacancy. Yeah, he's a former former Jet. He's yeah. a former member of the Jet. Yeah, that's Jets. Aaron Glenn was the first cornerback I ever fell in love with. It's, 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 he also coached for the Jets. Yeah, I see his name, Aaron Glenn, and I was just like, oh shit, Aaron Glenn. What's what's the news about him? Um, but anyway. That's the news for right now. Also, Joe Brady is is taking a, a bunch of um, a bunch of head coaching positions, including to the Joe Falcons. Brady's. Yo, let me tell you guys real quick, um, Joe Brady's coaching uh, career because it is a meteoric rise, to say the least. In 2013, he was the William and Mary linebackers coach. Oh shit! The next year, he became a grad assistant at Penn State. In 2015, and then in 20, uh, 2015 to 2016, and then 2017, became an offensive assistant for the Saints. Then LSU grabbed him for 2019 to be the passing game coordinator and wide receivers coach. Carolina went and hired him to be their offensive coordinator this year, and now he's getting head coaching interviews. Jeez. I just, I, that's a guy I'd take a shot on if I'm the Eagles, the Jets. Dude, he took a Teddy Bridgewater offense and made it exciting. Yeah. Without Christian McCaffrey. Like yeah. Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, and Robbie Anderson all ended as top 25 wide receivers in fantasy. 
Like and Bridgewater wasn't even like around half four. What a bum. Yeah, exactly. Like he made that offense fun to watch and exciting with Teddy Bridgewater at the helm. That's not an easy thing to do. Oh Boise, Boise. Oh Boise, Boise. Uh, I, I mean, I, I think. Man, because Joe Brady's kind of like he's he fits the mold of today's NFL, right? That there was a certain point where you had to be like a, an old grizzle, sixty-five year old. I'm gonna if you don't tackle, you're gonna sit on the bench. I don't care. And then and now you have to now you have these young guys who are just like, hey, hey, we're gonna do movement and and this kind he like fits he fits that mold, right? He's like, the, yeah, so, I'd rather. Like for the Jets personally, I'd rather have a Frank Reich type, aka like Brian the Ball, yeah. than a Cliff Kingsbury type. Like I still think Cliff Kingsbury out of, is out of his league right now, and it's it's kind of showed. Joe Brady is 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 is, more, is way more Cliff Kingsbury than he is anything else. But he's I mean, also like, think... look, it, it Sean McVay worked out, right? Yeah. So well, I mean, McVay McVay was like the offensive whiz kid. It was kind of known that he was gonna be. A beast at it. Well, as you, Jason just explained his meteoric rise, you don't you don't get from where he was to where he got without him stepping into the building and people noticing right away. Okay, this kid's different. Yeah, true that. But yeah, yeah I'd I'd be hyped if the Jets got Joe Brady, and I think any team that gets him should be excited. Yeah, I, I agree. So that is the news for now. Um, don't forget. Join Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy, and for as little as $3 a month, you can get access to the Discord, and you can get an extra episode every single week. This week, we are going to be going over the fantasy side of this weekend. We're going to be recapping uh, last weekend, and we are going to be going over uh, the fantasy side in case you're playing DFS or you're playing in another FFPC challenge or if you're playing um, in Thrive Fantasy. We're going to be going over the prospects of this week. So definitely join up patreon.com slash broadfantasy if you want to be part of that. Uh, also, yep, go ahead. if you liked our um, Thursday night showdowns during the regular season when we'd um, bet against each other, not but yeah, and like just draft against each other, we're doing that for the playoffs in the patron pods. BT dubs. Yep. So we're going to be drafting against each other. I wonder who won last week. Huh. Who might have won that one? She was a no-brainer. Shut up, Tim. <laughs> All right. Uh, so let's get into these bets. Speaking of oh winners, boy, oh boy. it is cha-ching time. Here comes the money. Yeah. 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 Here comes the money. Money, 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 money. I can't wait to be named. Wow, that's a terrible song. I can't wait to t- I can't wait to be named the winner of this. I guess I'm 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 really really looking forward to this. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, as as always when it comes to the bets, I'm the uh, I'm the host because I am the recorder of the bets. I am the the minute taker of our podcast when it comes to the bets. So I will be hosting from the here on out. Taker. Jason has his notepad ready to go. To the minute down. taker. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So if you're hosting, then that means I'm taking the Michael position, right? Sure. Yo, Tim is oh, looking like a Jason. Pound. Oh, Jason, you're so you're so stupid. Oh, I've I've a list. <laughs> no, I think you're I think you're more like Michael because of the fact that you're holding a two pound pink dumbbell in your hand. One right pound. Now. What it, is happening? It's, it's I'm my... not gonna lie to you. It also looks like you're just holding a dildo and just holding <laughs> it up in the air. Hey, that's that's I saw that in a quick glance. I was like, what's happening in that room right now? If we don't have the e, little e next to us, the word dildo will definitely put that e next to us on on. 
on there for sure. Explicit. I mean, I'm I was using these to uh to do my uh to do my workouts. I was like, well, let me put a little let me put a little extra into it. I because I do uh like boxing. It's called core to force. So like I I do it with this in my hand just to like get a little extras around my punches. Yeah, right, that makes sense. <clears throat> well, are you guys ready to start for crying yeah, out loud? I'm ready to win. Are you rolling? Let's do it. All right. I'm so ready. Gotta... I'm so ready for this. Yeah, this is fun. A lot of bets to go through. <laughs> this one, the first one starts all the way back in March. Yes. We did a preseason free agent draft. We drafted all of these players before they were on teams and and tried to figure out which team was going to end up with the most points. Oh, fun. let's go. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad Four fun. players each. <laughs> Jason started. Philip Rivers, David Johnson, oh. Jordan Howard, Austin Hooper. Oh, Fuck you, Jordan you Howard. lost. <laughs> I lost. He got 251 from Rivers, 163 from Johnson, 30 from Howard, 90 from Hooper for a total of 534. Sign our Jason. Tom Brady, a whopping 350. Let's get it. Todd Gurley. 150. Okay. Nick Foles, 112. Okay. Oh, two quarterbacks. Yeah, two quarterbacks. And Devontae Freeman, 32. Okay. For a total of 645.3. Okay. How did we let him get away with two quarterbacks? And I drafted DeAndre Hopkins, 230. Teddy Bridgewater, 252. Oh, Stefan Diggs, oh, 265. Is. Hayden Hurst, 121 for a whopping 869 points. Domination in the first one. I get the win. You guys each get the L's. JC, I saw these names. I was like, nice. I'm going to start with the win. JC, you taking this down? Yes. And now we jump over to the preseason. I said that Todd Gurley was going to end higher than David Johnson. Jason said David Johnson would end higher. Who do you guys think had more points? That's a close one. I think, I think DJ took it out at the end. Well, 10 Gurley. touchdowns. DJ's a fucking bum if he didn't beat Gurley, dude. Todd Gurley had 150. This is half PPR fantasy points, by the way. David Johnson had 163. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I won. Jason gets the win. I get the loss. <clears throat> I'll take it. The next one. Oh, so he just squeaked by at the end. Yep. Hold this on, one, hold on. Gonna... I feel like I need to also take this down because I need to double check you motherfuckers. Yeah, oh, goodness gracious. All right. You're such a piece of shit. I I no no no. This is exactly what you guys did to me last year. And now the tables have turned and I'm the piece of shit. You don't remember we had this exact argument last year. I was taking the notes you're like, "No, Tim can't count." You can't. Yeah, you can't. Right <laughs> now Michael's 1 and 1, I'm 1 and 1, you're 0 oh and 1. Hold on, hold on. Let's see. Michael, Jason, Tim. So Jeez, Michael is there. 1 one and Michael's one. Michael's one and one. Come I'm on. one and one. You're well. This is very highly scientific. Michael's one and one. Oh, yep. goodness gracious. Jason, you're one and two. One and one, dude. Jason, you're one and three. And I'm oh and one. All right. Next. Jason, you're We're seven and four. Tim, shut your I'll take seven and four. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna know who won this one very quickly. Tim. Says Josh Allen will end as a top six quarterback. Yes, he Michael does. Michael and Jason both say no. We each get an L. Tim gets a W on that one. I man, I let me tell you something about that. I liked Allen too. Let me tell you something we about both, that. We both had him ranked like eight or nine, though. Tim said top six. Yeah. Josh Allen should have been my prize. He ended as 
He ended his overall QB1. He should have been my prize possession this year because I called him being the best quarterback coming out of that draft a couple years ago. When you guys were telling me he sucked, I was like, let him get, watch him get better. Watch the progression. He's going to get better. And then this year, year, I loved him last year. I liked him this year too. But I got nervous because if you listen to my preseason assessment, it's like I love the ceiling for Josh Allen. But what worries me is his floor is Mitch Trubisky. So Mitch Trubisky burning me not only cost me Mitch Trubisky last year, but it also cost me my love for Josh Allen. And I, and I hate Mitch Trubisky even more because of that. Shut up and take the dub. Nah. Moving on. <laughs> Tim says that Aaron Rodgers yes! will end as a top seven quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jay both say he will not. We get L's. Tim gets a W there. Why do you think that happened, though? <laughs> because he's a talented player, and they opened up the play. Because again. Jordan Love. And he started eating meat. This man does not talk to his meat. family, and you think he's just going to be okay with a with another first-round quarterback. He doesn't talk to his brother, bro. Come on, now. Come on. I should try that. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I said, damn, Jay, that's foul. <laughs> I said the Bears will win under six and a half games. Tim said they would not. They won nine games. Oh, Tim baby. gets the dub. I get the L. Tim gets a dub seems to be the, the sentence. Yeah, you're this isn't, the Michael right was now. one and four to start. I'm not going to say any more records, but Michael's really losing a lot. Why? Right? Yeah, it doesn't uh, have to be secret. It's a, it's a rough start for me, for it's sure. It's fun to count it at the end, although Tim is in a heavy lead right now. A rough start will continue here. <laughs> Tim says that Rojo will finish as a top 25 running back. Ah. I said he would not. He ended as RB16. <laughs> no loss for Jason. You know, for someone who right? killed it during the season, Michael, you really <laughs> let Tim wax that ass in these early picks. Don't worry. Don't worry. The next one. <laughs> Tim said Josh Jacobs will catch 40 balls uh, or average that on a per-game basis. Do you guys want to guess how many balls Josh Jacobs caught? Less than 40. I said he would not. 35. 33 balls in 15 games did not meet either threshold. Tim gets the L. I get the dub. Where was I when this happened? I was the one that said he's not going to catch passes. I don't know. This is, this is what I've written down, guy. So close. So close. That's the, the problem. One. Michael writes down the bets only. That's the issue. What do you mean? I write it down every time it happens right away. I miss conversations because I'm writing down bets. Jeez Louise. Mookie bets. Do you, know what one... I love? do you know what I love about this podcast? Guys, You, this is really what our conversations are like. And like, there's nothing. We're just talking into microphones, but this is like if there was no microphones in front of us and we had and we're just doing this for fun. This is exactly what the conversation would be going like. The microphone. <laughs> oh, you can only get brother, the the Patrop bros on the brotofantasy.com. Only, only. That's, <laughs> so that's all I got to say, man. This one is fun. Um, I said Ross Dwelly would be better than Jordan <laughs> Reed if George Kittle got hurt. Tim said Reed would be better. Tim wins. I lose. So Tim I know. What am I doing betting on Ross Dwelly? Do you know what's the best part about these? Where was I in this? Jordan Reed is my guy too. I don't understand why I'm not involved in any of these. Do you know what the know, best? Jay? Do you know what the best part about this draft is? Is about these bets are like although it doesn't feel like it should be, the like Josh Allen being a top six quarterback and is Jordan Reed better than Josh Dwelly are like equivalent. They're both worth the same. Word. <laughs> Ross Dwelly. Michael, if you're gonna if you're gonna be uh if you're gonna be host, you gotta know you can't just say word and then leave silence you while you drink hydrate. while you drink Jason, your water. All right, you can't just hydrate out of nowhere when you're the coach. When you're the when, I mean the the host. When you're the host, you got to go dehydrated. You think Scott Hansen drinks water? No. He doesn't. He's dehydrated. That's why he doesn't pee or he has shit. A catheter. 
during the no sir no, during sir. the day. Yeah. Kidding. All right, moving on. Tim says Mark Andrews mm. will end with enough points to be a top twelve wide receiver. Michael Yikes. and Jason both say he will not. He ended with the amount of points that would have made him wide receiver forty. I'm gonna have to take the L on that. One. What a bad season for Andrews, wide receiver forty. He was like he was worse than Jamison Crowder in total points. Wow. He uh, was my he was I, I he honestly I I picked him in the beginning and I looking back at the year now you're you could usually say all right this is where I went wrong. I can't even see where I went wrong. It was just like Lamar Jackson took a step more steps back than I anticipated. That's where and you Jay, went wrong. You marked that down as a win for both of us, right? I did. All right, moving on. Tim says Rob Gronkowski, now we're on to the season. Will score a touchdown in week one? Myself and Jason both say he will not. Rob Gronkowski went two catches for 11 yards with zero touchdowns. Yeah. Damn. Me and Jason get the W. Tim gets the L. Moving on. We jump to week... Oh, still in week one. Another one of Tim versus Michael and Jason. Tim says James White will be a top 24 running back. With 6.7 points, <laughs> White ended at RB41. Damn. Michael and Jason get the point, and Tim gets the L. Damn you, James White. We jumped to week three. We forgot to make bets some weeks. We did. We need to, we need to remember. We jumped to week three. I said Miles Gaskin would be better than Jeffrey Wilson. Jason said Jeffrey Wilson would be better. Miles Gaskin scored 12 points. Solid. Jeffrey Wilson scored 20.4 points. Yeah, motherfucking Esquire. Jason gets a W. I get the L. Jeffrey Wilson Esquire. Is there? We are all the tied two? at five wins now. Yes, we are all tied at five wins. I have a lot more losses, I assume. No, well, no, not that many more. You have seven losses. Jason has four, and I have five. I have three, dude. You have four losses, Jason. We're already on this. Here we How go. many bets have I been involved in, Michael? Jay We're lost the preseason free agent draft. Jason lost Josh Allen. Jason lost Aaron Rodgers. Three. Here comes one more. That's it. Three. Thank you. And he won Jeffrey Wilson. Yeah, he. that's only three. Jeez, Louise. See, this is why we don't let you count. You can't count. <laughs> I wanted to be right so bad. Uh, moving on to week three still, remaining in week three. Tim says Eric Ebron will score a touchdown. Michael and Jason say he will not. What the fuck am I betting on? Did he Eric score? Eric Ebron goes five for 47 and a touchdown. Let's get it. <laughs> Tim gets the dub, me and Jason get the L on Eric fucking Ebron. Now you got four, son of a bitch. Correct. E-breezy, baby. Still in week three. Jason said Allen Robinson would be outside the top 12 receivers. Michael and Tim, we got a double one again, said Allen Robinson would be inside the top 12. With 23.3 points, A-Rob ended as wide receiver six. Fuck. Jason gets the L. Michael and Tim each get a dub. Moving on to week four. Tim says Anthony Miller, yuck, will be top 36. Michael and Jason both say he wouldn't, so we got a double one here again, too. With 3.1 points, wow. Miller ended his wide receiver 88. That's what that's like the Yo, week. Not for nothing. I've been calling Anthony Miller a bust like since he was drafted, and you kept saying, Why you keep calling him a bust? Suck it, Tim. I mean, yeah, he's pretty to do. I mean, this year he's to do, but I didn't mark that down. So who gets the win on that one? My, uh, me and Jay. You get the loss. Okay. <clears throat> Moving on to week four. Oh, still in week four. Here we go with another touchdown. Tim says Amari Cooper will catch a touchdown. Michael and Jason both say he will not. 
He had 12 catches for 134 yards. No touchdown. And found the end zone. Oh, let's get it. Tim gets the dub. Me and Jay get the L. Tim, impressive touchdown. Bruski, Bruskis. Bruski, Bruskis. I was pretty good on my touchdown calls this year. If we go back, I had a a few random-ass touchdown calls, like, that came through. No one (laughs) wants to hear it, Tim. Still in week four. I say Jeffrey Wilson will not be within the top 30 running backs. That's correct. Jason and Tim both say he will. With 2.4 points, he ended as RB60. I get the dub. You guys get the L. Yeah, that, that, was, one, the one, that was the one time. The one bus we week. Bullish on Wilson, yeah. yeah, the one bus Yeah, and I was very adamant that you shouldn't play him. So suck it, guys. Week five. This is an odd one. I don't know where this came from. But Jason said <laughs> Jameson Crowder would have less than six targets. I do not recall how that happened. <laughs> Um, me and Tim both said he would have more than six targets. How many did he have? He had ten. <laughs> <laughs> what? I mean, what the fuck? Tim and I get the W. Jason gets the L. I saw that. I was just like, why is Jason betting on Jameson Crowder's targets? But I want to go back and listen to what happened there. And like, why are we so adamant about the opposite? Like, oh, I'll bet you that he doesn't. I mean, back that was during the weeks where Jameson Crowder was getting like. Where Jameson Crowder was a, a trade target because everyone's like he's gonna get ten catches a game. Yeah. Moving on to week seven, we skipped week six, so about halfway through the season now. Here, folks, <clears throat> I said Teddy Bridgewater would be a top fifteen quarterback in week seven. Jason said he wouldn't, so it's just me and Jay here. With nineteen point sixteen points, Teddy Bridgewater ended as QB thirteen, giving me the W and Jason the L. I remember wow. that. You were a bitch and you didn't want to go to top 12 and it ended up you won. Yeah, because I didn't think he would be top 12. I was right. You all you see this you're a bitch. You're a bitch. You chose top 15. <laughs> Yo, guys, not for nothing though. Like 20 you said he scored 20 points? 19.16. 19.16 was good for quarterback 13. 14? 13. 13? That's a good quarterback week right there. That means all top 12 quarterbacks scored 20 points. Now, we had a, a, a pretty big lapse here. We jumped to week 11. Jason says we Todd always, Gurley. We always do that when we're getting down to the nitty-gritty. Like In, in yeah. fantasy, I feel like the the time to, to really position yourself to be a winner is between week 6 and like week 10 because that's where you're going to find the, the gems. That's where you're going to find the, the free agent gems. What the hell are you doing, Jason? That, <laughs> that's, that's where you're going to like do the nice trades. That's going to really make your team... So, like, we don't really pay attention to that much. We just, we're more focused. In week 11, Jason said Todd Gurley would be a top 20 running back. Tim said he would not. With 3.4 points, he oh, did baby. not even come close. Tim gets a W. Jason takes the L. So can, I, can, we go over the, can we go over the record so far just to make sure we got them right? No, no, no. It's too close to the end. All right. It is? Are we close to the end here? Uh, About... 15 to 20 or so left. Oh, boy. So we're not close to the end at all. <laughs> yeah. uh, this one is our first voided one of the year. Uh, Tim said Devontae Parker would be top 24 with Tua in week 12. If he starts, he did not start. Ryan Fitzpatrick started. Voided. Does not count. Would have been Still week 12. Would have been, been a W. I'm upset. I'm upset. Would've Why would L. that have been an L? If, if Tua was a scrub. Moving on. Tim now says Teddy Bridgewater would be a top 15 quarterback week 12. I said he would not. No, Jason, just me versus Tim. 
With 14.88 points, uh, Teddy ended as QB 18. I get the dub. Tim gets the L. Nothing worse. Still in, in week 12. Nothing worse than hearing Michael say, I get the dub. Still in week 12. Tim says Josh Jacobs will be a top 15 running back. Is this one of his boom or bust weeks? I was going to say, I said, this is either very yes or very no. Yeah, I said he would not. With 3.9 points. <laughs> very no. I get the dub. Tim gets the L. That's right. Write it down. <laughs> Moving on to Fuck it. Can we Can we one, one time just like appreciate Josh Jacobs and how bad he was this season? Yeah. Like, it was not a good season. I'm going to fade the shit out of him next year. Like, I don't want anything to do with Josh Jacobs unless I get him in like the third round. If I get him in the third round, I'll take him. But I don't want yeah, I don't know to do what with Josh Jacobs. To, I don't know what they're supposed to do in Las Vegas. Like, they need to move on from Derek Carr, but they don't think they do. So. Yeah. They're doomed. They're in quarterback purgatory. Jason, Jason's, Jason is a big proponent of if you don't have a Super Bowl winning quarterback, move on. And that's it. Uh, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater set back the Panthers. Jason, why don't you tell the people what you would have done if you were the Browns a couple years ago, just, bef- just before we go? Because Jason has a really interesting theory here that I want people to hear. So if you don't remember, the Browns took Baker Mayfield, the first pick overall, and then they took Denzel Ward with the fourth pick overall. Um in that draft, Sam Darnold went three, and then Josh Rosen went. I think Rosen went like two or something, and then Allen went. No, no, no. Rosen, Rosen didn't go two. Went after that, Allen went. went Allen went, and then Allen went six, and then Rosen went nine, and then Lamar Jackson went thirty-two. Yeah. So, Jason, what would you have done? I've said the- this on the pod before. I would have took Josh Allen with the fourth pick, and had Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen duke it out, and. Michael has also agreed to the strategy and said, at the end of the day, whoever you choose, the other one you trade and get a second or first round pick for. It's an interesting, it's an interesting, it's interesting because, but Jason, even if you did that, because you, you assume that the number one pick would get the, would get the first crack at it. And Baker Mayfield had an excellent rookie season. So based on what you saw out of Baker in his rookie season, compared to what you saw out of uh, Josh Allen in his rookie season, you probably would have moved on from Josh Allen anyway. And Josh Allen would have ended up being the better player. Yeah, but in your eyes, when Jordan Love is the reason why Aaron Rodgers is great, maybe Baker would be better today if he had to go up against Allen. Um, I mean, you say that as if uh, it's not correct. By the way, sorry about the heat coming up in the in the, in the knocks in the background. Sorry, guys. Yeah, Tim's not punching metal. No, it's just the uh, the heater coming. Metal up. is being punched, <clears throat> punched though. Yes, by heat. Week thirteen. <laughs> Moving on to week 13. Tim says Hunter Renfro will be a top 40 wide receiver. I say he will not. Fuck. I don't know where this came from either. With 4.3 points, the points, uh, he was not even close. I get the dub. Tim gets the L. How do you know that he wasn't close? 4.3 points. Top 40? Are you kidding? Yeah, it's not top 40, All idiot. Right, fine. I got to call me an idiot for us. Mean. Still in week 13. Tim says Demont. David Montgomery would be a top 15 running back. I said he would not. 25.1 points. Montgomery ended as the overall RB1. Tim gets the dub. I get the L. Oh, you we get all the, have 10 losses now. You get the big L. Staying in week 13. Tim says Christian Kirk would be a top 36 wide receiver. I said he would not. This one's going to be a little closer. I don't know if he's going to be top 36 or not. Maybe we should check. But 0.7 points. <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> I got the dub. Tim gets the L. Damn it. See, Tim started hot. 
He's coming crashing down for Tim now. Yep. I can't see the tally in front of me, but I know he's a, a lot of L's in a row. It's not good. <laughs> Staying in week 14, Tim says Dalton Schultz will be a tight end one. Ugh. Michael and Jason both say he will not, so we got a double bet here. Dalton Schultz with 4.9 points, which is actually questioning. And then it's tight end 25. So oh, tight end damn. scoring was up that week. <laughs> Tim got hyped thinking 4.9 was going to be the top 12. It could have <laughs> though. It could have really been. Staying in week 14, Jason says Matt Ryan will put up 20 plus points. Michael and Tim both say no. So another double bet with 10.26 points. Matt Nailed Ryan it. clearly did not reach 20. Nailed Jason it. Tim and Michael get the W. I it, It's bittersweet that I have to share a W with Michael. <laughs> yeah, right? I'm like, ugh. <laughs> Staying in week 14, Dallas Goddard, for me, New Orleans defense for Jason. We did a head-to-head here. <laughs> Dallas Goddard put up 6.3. Oh, shit. They got a chance. New Orleans Saints defense put up two. Oh, oh come on. Uh, I Jason. get this Jason takes the L. I like that. that. We should do better the year. Do head to head more often. Man, Jason, fucking you, Jason. He's pissed. Why you let Michael win win like this? Dude, Saints D was killing it. They should have put up more than that. Ugh. Moving on, still in week fourteen. Jason says Taysom Hill would be a top five quarterback. I said he would not. So just me versus Jason. With nineteen point ninety four points, Taysom Hill ended as QB eleven. I get the dub. Jason gets the L. Damn it. And now we go to the bets. Just to throw these in here. Tim wins the turkey bowl. So Tim gets a W. I get an hold, L. Jason hold on. gets an L. What's the turkey bowl? The bets, dude. Our 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 um draft. Our, team, our draft bets. Oh, okay. So Tim gets a W. I get an L. Jason gets an L for the turkey bowl. I lost to Jason in week 14. So I get an L. Jason gets a W. Jason beats Tim. So Jason gets a W, Tim gets an L, and then wild card weekend, Tim beats us both. So Tim gets a W, I get an L, Jason gets an L. Ah, god damn it. That's everything? No, there's a few more. Oh, thank you. Yes. So, yo, <laughs> shout out to uh, the, uh, go to the, listen to the Patreon pod, uh, patreon.com slash fancy if you want to hear the week 14 bets. Me and Tim ended up very, very close, although Tim's team was probably way better. It was fun. Just week 14? <laughs> what are you no, about? wild card weekend. You said week I 14, said we... bro. Sorry, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the bets. <laughs> One of them is week <laughs> we're up to hope. Like, Sorry, oh, we're up to if you want 14, exclusive bro. access to week 14. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, I can't host anymore. No, yeah. Uh, if you want to hear the the draft for wild card weekend, go do that. I'm going to just go back to the bets now. Week 14, we got another head-to-head. I said the Bills would win. Jason said the Steelers would win. The Bills win. I get a W. Damn Jason it. gets an L. Jason, you are handing Michael this victory, you fucking this fuck. One, oh, this one, Tim, is going to be very upset about. But <laughs> technically, you're wrong, Tim. Huh? Tim said Tony Pollard would start in week 16. See, this is a this is a bullshit because that Jason said he would not. Pollard only nah. started week 15. Nah, <laughs> nah. We I said that was the bet. No, the bet was week 16. The Tim. bet 1, was the bet was by week 16. No, no. I made sure when we made the bet that it nah. was week 16. We clarified. This we is clarified. now. I I am this this count is <laughs> under protest. Protesting. I told you Tim was going to do this. This count on the protest. Recount. 
I need to take this to the Supreme Court. We need to have the. We need to have a. Order. I'm keeping both scores now. The correct one and the recount. Jason, I'm. I'm <laughs> Jason, I'm hiring you as my lawyer. I love this. All right, week fifteen. We have one, two, three, four bets left, folks. I said Philip Rivers would have more points than Mitchell Trubisky in week fifteen. Jason and Tim both said Mitchell Trubisky would have more points. Philip Rivers had seventeen point zero two, a Mitch. beatable number. Come on, Mitch. Mitchell Trubisky like had fourteen point forty eight. Oh. I get the dub. Tim and Jason take the L. Damn it. <laughs> and now, oh, we only have two left, that guys. Put, this that, is another That put me at 500. This is another voided one. Tim said Emmanuel Sanders would be top 40 if Michael Thomas plays. Michael Thomas did not play. Mm. Voided. Does not count. Two left. This is a fun one. One versus one versus one. Week 15. Tim says Washington defense will score the most. Jason says Patriots defense will score the most. I say Cleveland defense will score the most. Washington went in in week 15. Washington scored three in week 15. What? Really? When did they yes. go in? 14? Probably 14 uh. or 16. I don't know. <laughs> Patriots scored four in week 15. God, I hate how you fuck you. Brown scored eight in week 15, and I get the dub. You guys both get the L's. Fuck you, and lastly, it doesn't matter. I remember this bet, and it pissed me off that I made it. But I said Amir Abdullah would outscore Latavius Murray. <laughs> Tim said he wouldn't. <laughs> Abdullah 1.3, Murray 11.1. Tim wins. Tim gets it up. I get the L. And I'm the only one without the count in front of me. No. All right. So as the official record taker, because Tim's is wrong in some way, um, <laughs> Jason ends 10 and 18. Oof, Jay, you suck at these bets, dude. I, I, made I, take, you, risks. I take risks. You were I do. Tatum Hill top five. You're over here like, Bridgewater asked me top 15, I tell you. <laughs> Pussy. Jason, I, I had you at 10 and seven, 11 and 16. So, I mean, 11 and 17. Nah, I don't know. I have 10 and 18. It doesn't matter. I didn't win. So, um, Tim, I have a 15 and 17. I have 15 and 16. And Michael, I have a... 22 and 13. I got a 22 and 14. Oh, boy. I dominated you guys again. Let's go. I had no idea it was that big of a discrepancy. Yeah, dominated. I am the vet champion once more, folks. Damn, the, the man, this. You're not winning next year. Won't stop. Fuck, can't bro. stop. Won't stop. And Tim started like 7 and 1. Damn, man. With those damn preseason bets. I was so excited. I was so excited. You just take my excitement. I'm so sad right now. Like you have Tim, no idea. Every time, every time Tim brought up on the podcast, oh, I can't wait till the bets. I'm gonna win this year. I said, relax yourself. I'm mad hyped right now. Next year I we're did. drafting a team every Thursday night. <laughs> so we not, get at least one bet in every week. Not only that, next year he just wants to do that because he had the best record in those. Next year <laughs> we're gonna have to force Michael to to take more of the bets that we propose rather than just. We responding to the bets that he proposes. That's I'm that's not, the key here. Why do you should look at the ratio of how many of these Michael proposed? You guys are absurd, yo. Yo, if there's any, if there's any like super, super uh, dedicated Brodo listeners, and I doubt there is, but uh, no one's th- to this, this point. Tim. But if you could like tell us, if you can go back and like Michael gave the weeks, if you could listen and then tell us, did Michael, you know, propose it or did we propose it? That would be cool. 
But no I, one's doing that. Yeah, no one's gonna do that. I, I'm not even gonna do that, so I don't know why other people would do that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, if you I'm want, excited. if you want to yeah. hear our preview of the, um, Wait, Tim, Tim, yes, three Pete baby, uh, not one, not two, three, four coming next year, five the next. I'm never gonna lose the bets, never, never. Is that, is that it? That's all you got to say. Never gonna lose. I want to tell you this. Michael is a talented a lot of things. Very smart individual. Good at fantasy football. Good at real football. One thing that Michael is not is a shit talking. Shit talker. He sucks at shit talking. Sucks at it. You should see him on a football field, yo. It's it's borderline embarrassing when he talks shit. <laughs> but I win. So it doesn't like, matter. It's you. You're what? But I win, so it doesn't matter. You like to talk full sentences, like shit. I win. <laughs> Uh, and this is like your fourth Big Daddy reference of the podcast as well. So, Big Daddy, tell everybody where to find you. Is it? That's the first time I remember referencing Big Daddy. Nah, you also you, said like... You know, kind, Tim. Nah, you also said... Uh, uh, damn, earlier you referenced Big Daddy a couple times. Um, Jay, any reference? Any I have no idea what you guys are talking about. I'm not going to lie to you. All right, <laughs> at Brodo FF Mike for the betting champion. Follow me there. Jason? At Brodo FF Jason... Um, for the better looking twin <laughs> at Broto FF Tim for the Patrop with the largest nipples. Um, shout out to <laughs> our entire page at BrotoFantasy.com, Broto Fantasy, uh, and at Broto Fantasy on Twitter. Don't forget, follow Broto Fantasy on Twitter for all of our updates during the off season. We are again, we are a year long pro- podcast. We are coming to you one episode a week. We have a lot to look forward to. In this offseason, including the real recognized real hotline where we have the biggest guests in the fantasy sports and the college sports and the professional sports world to break down things for you. In the past, we've had names like Jason Moore, Elliot Christ, Scott Fish, Thor Nystrom. Uh, say more, guys. Say more. Who else? Nando DeFino. Nando DeFino. Ryan, and- um, what's his name? Ryan McDonald. Not McDonald. McDowell. 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 Mark Lundquist. A lot of a lot of great people. Andy Singleton. Like we the the list goes on and on of the people that we've had on that are respecting this industry and that will continue this year on the real recognized year, real hotline. Um also don't forget a bunch of fun games, a bunch of You fun... guys forgot. What? You guys forgot the most important guest. You, you? you? special guest Jason. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Uh don't forget all these things are coming up. In this offseason, including breaking into Dynasty this year. We'll be talking about Dynasty and what you should be doing in your Dynasty leagues. We're going to be talking about, um, we're going to be having rookie, all the rookie profiles that you need. You know why we were so high on Justin Jefferson? Because we profiled these players and we knew Justin Jefferson was just that special breed of player uh, coming out. So stick with the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast during the offseason. Thank you so much for your support. We will see you next week unless you are a Patreon, patreon.com slash brotofantasy, or you could sign to the website, brotofantasy.com, to get an extra episode and tons, tons, tons more. But with that being said, that's it for me. I am Tim, and for Jason, fuck Michael. We out. Damn. Deuces. Fuck you, Michael. Son of a bitch. Later.